Welcome to the IT Smart Guy podcast, a technology podcast aimed at the modern business owner. And here's your host, Tony Edwards. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the IT Smart Guy podcast, the tech-based podcast for the modern business owner. My name is Tony and in this episode we will discuss the huge fines that have been issued to Meta and how Twitter is now under investigation. Then I get my broken record out. Yep, I'm back talking about passwords in the brain dump. And as always, at the end, I'll be sharing a tip of the episode. Let's jump straight in to the news. Let's look at what's happening in the news. Let's start with some news coming out on the BBC News website about Meta. So Meta have featured quite heavily over the past few weeks as they have accrued over $1 billion in data protection fines. The first one came in November and they were fined $265 million after the release of personal details from Facebook users. Phone numbers and email addresses of over 550 million users appeared on an online hacking forum. Now, it's believed that the data was scraped from Facebook's platform rather than being hacked into. And they believe the malicious actors got in to scrape that data via a vulnerability in its tools prior to September 2019. So this is, you know, this in this news is quite old in theory. Uh, as such, Meta were found to be in breach of Article 25 of the General Data Protection Regulation the GDPR. The uh, Data Protection Commissioner uh, in Ireland said because the data set was so large and there had been previous instances of scraping on the platform, they had to impose a significant uh, significant sanction. They believe the risks are considerable for individuals in terms of scamming, spamming, smishing, phishing, and generally the loss of control over the personal data that Facebook has access to, so they impose such a big fine. Uh, As well as the fine, Meta have been issued with a reprimand and an order requiring it to bring its processing into compliance by taking a range of specified remedial actions within a specific time frame. Details of those haven't been disclosed. So that was fine number one. In December, they reached a $725 million settlement for the Cambridge Analytica scandal. This happened just before Christmas. You know that scandal, the one where the personal data of millions of Facebook users was collected without consent and used for political advertising. They reckon the data was used to provide assistance to the 2016 presidential race and was also believed to have uh, interfered with the Brexit referendum. Ah, so it's Facebook's fault that in, uh, the UK left uh, the EU. Okay. Uh, finally, the DPC issued a further 390 million fine to Meta for breaking data rules within the EU. Now, this information came out today, Wednesday, the 4th of January, which is the day I'm recording. Uh, but it was settled just before Christmas. It's also believed that the way Meta asked permission to use people's data for um, ads on both Facebook and Instagram, both 
platforms owned by Meta was unlawful. And as Facebook and Instagram both have European headquarters in Ireland, it is the Data Protection Commission. Um, they take the lead in ensuring they comply with the EU law. So the DPC investigation was sparked by complaints made back in 2018 on behalf of a number of users in Austria and Belgium, and the complaint was brought in just as that GDPR legislation came into effect. So in order to comply, both Facebook and Instagram asked users to click I accept to indicate that they agreed to updated terms of service, setting out how their data would be used in ads. Now, chances are none of the users would have read this. They just click I accept. Um, if they, and if they didn't click I accept, they were simply unable to use the platform. So the people making complaints argued that this meant that Meta were forcing them to consent to their data being used in targeted ads, and it is this that breached GDPR. Um, Meta have now been given three months to change how it obtains and uses data to target ads. And this is something that Meta intends to appeal. Uh, representatives of Meta have argued that both Facebook and Instagram are inherently personalized, which I agree with, they are. And as part of that personalization, targeted ads are a necessary and essential part of how each platform works. They said that Meta was not giving users an ultimatum and there was no way the platforms could work in the way they do without using the data that they collect for advertising purposes. Now, the Data Protection Commission found that this might not be the case and that users were being forced to consent, as well as the fact that Meta was not quite clear enough with users about how it was using their personal data and why. Let's face it, most people don't read those terms of service anyway, they just click that button, so does it really matter? Privacy campaigners believe that this decision was a major victory and it means that Meta have to give users real choice over how their data is used to target online ads. It also means that Meta will potentially have to change a key part of how their business works. So, Meta's bank balance is over a billion dollars lighter. Twitter's bank balance might be taking a hit in the near future as well because they're being examined by the DPC after a hacker claimed to have private details linked to more than 400 million accounts. Now, the hacker, who goes by the name Ryushi, is demanding $200,000 to hand over the data and delete it from his or her system. The data is believed to include uh, a number of celebrities, including the likes of Piers Morgan, not quite sure he's a celebrity, really, but hey, he's on the telly, so I guess so. Uh, phone numbers and emails are said to be part of the data, including those belonging to not only celebrities, but politicians as well. And a small sample has been made public. Uh, now, it's believed that Ryoshi exploited a problem with a system that connects computer programs, so that lets computer programs connect with Twitter to compile its data. Twitter fixed this weakness in 2022, but the flaw is 
also believed to have been used in an earlier breach affecting more than 5 million accounts. If you ask me, it's all a bit of a nightmare for the social networks right now. Could this spell the beginning of the end for social media? I suppose only time will tell. That's the news. Let's move on to the brain dump. It's time for the brain dump. So the broken record is on the record player. The needle is on. That's right. I'm talking about passwords again. Now, I've recently seen some videos on various social channels advertising some sort of talk where the speaker apparently educates attendees of a way to generate passwords and a foolproof strategy to remember them, as in, in their brain. I have one thing to say on this. What a load of rubbish. Now, why do I say this? Well, let's face it. At most, the average person may remember half a dozen passwords, but I can almost guarantee that none of them will be completely unique. They will all take inspiration from one or two aspects. As such, it's unlikely that this strategy will generate completely unique passwords every time. As we know, most things online need a password. And as such, using passwords that you remember will lead to the reuse of passwords or parts of passwords, meaning that the likelihood of a password breach, it goes up. Maintaining good password hygiene is critical for keeping our personal and sensitive information secure. In today's digital age, we rely on passwords to protect a wide range of accounts and assets, including online banking accounts, social media profiles, email accounts, the list goes on. If our passwords are weak or compromised, it will leave us vulnerable to not only cyber attacks, but identity theft as well. So, one of the most important aspects of password hygiene is to use a strong, unique password for every single account. A strong password is one that is long, contains a combination of uppercase, lowercase letters, numbers, and special characters, and is not based on any sort of personal information that can be guessed or found online. Also, using the same password for multiple accounts will increase the risk of compromise because a hacker can gain access to one account and then potentially access all of your accounts. It's also important to regularly update our passwords and avoid reusing old ones. Cyber criminals often use lists of commonly used or previously compromised passwords in their attacks. And regularly changing our password, passwords even helps to protect against these types of threats. In addition to using those strong, unique passwords, we have to protect them and protect them properly. This includes not sharing passwords with anybody. Avoid writing them down or storing them in unsecured locations. Please use a password management tool to help you generate and store strong passwords securely. Now, up until recently, I would have strongly recommended LastPass. 
But in light of the more recent information surrounding their second data breach, I would suggest looking at either 1Password or Keeper. If you don't use a password manager currently and want to find out more about them, please feel free to drop us a line and we will send you some information. No hard sell, just some information and education. Our email address you can see on screen and I will pop it in the show notes as well. Another aspect of password hygiene is to be cautious when we enter our passwords online. This includes making sure that we are on a secure, legitimate website before entering our password and by being wary of any suspicious emails or messages that may request our password or other personal information. Overall, good password hygiene is essential for maintaining the security of our personal and sensitive information right now in this digital world. Using strong, unique passwords and protecting them properly is the only way we can help to keep our accounts and assets secure and reduce that risk of cyber attack or worse. So, if you have been to one of these so-called expert talks about password memory strategy and maybe you've implemented what's been said, I hope you have a good IT person behind you or at least you use a password manager that you can trust because memory is not good enough. That's enough of a rant about passwords for today. How about we move on to my first tip of 2023? Our tip of the episode. So, last time my tip was for you to try and take a break over the Christmas period. I hope you did just that. And my tip today is to review your passwords. So I lied a little bit about that, finishing with the rant. It it hasn't quite finished. Review your passwords, please. Chances are you have them saved somewhere. If they're in a password manager, great. But are those passwords still safe? Most trustworthy password managers will give you an indication if the password is either used with another account or if it's been picked up online or on the dark web. If you have them saved to your browser or your Apple account or your Google account, the same applies to a degree. Now, if you have them written in a book or on post-it notes or on scrap bits of paper in a drawer, shame on you. You are opening yourself up to a load of stuff. I recommend strongly that you do a full password audit a couple of times a year as a minimum. And it doesn't need to take all that long. Just make sure that every password is unique. They all contain a mix of numbers, special characters, lowercase and uppercase letters. And your passwords need to all be at least 12 characters in length. This is the current standard. I would go for a 16-character password, and the good password managers have a generation tool on them. Failing that, if they don't, you can go onto the cybersecurity page on my website, and on there, there is a password generator tool. And Don't worry, nothing gets stored my end. All it does is just generate a 16-character password every time you press the button. Finally, if the account allows it, if you haven't done it already, 
turn on multi-factor authentication. I'm banging that drum again. This can prevent unauthorized access most of the time. So, we have reached the end of this episode. I apologize as it has been a little bit ranty. But I've had two weeks of sitting on this stuff around password memory strategy and it had to come out somewhere. Anyway, I have been Tony, the IT smart guy. Thank you so much for watching or listening. I hope that you have found this insightful and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode. Uh, If you have enjoyed this episode or you've enjoyed previous episodes, please do let us know. Leave us a review. And we'd love for you to follow or subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks for listening to the IT Smart Guy podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we'd love for you to like and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice.